everyone, and welcome back to Frequency Writer, Color the Magic, and Whole Soul Mastery. I'm Marie Moeller, and I'm an author, intuitive, and the scribe of these particular messages from the Arcturian Collective that are here to help us as we rise and ascend in these quantum ascension times. And I'm excited to be here with you as we review the most recent transmission from the Arcturian Collective talking about the 8-8 Lion's Gate and the war on words and the wand of words and that August 2022 is awakening more lions. And so I want to thank you. I know that many of the people who listen to these particular transmissions and my particular marinades messages are some awakened lions. Some people might be new and you find yourself to be an awakening lion. And so today before I got on camera, I was nudged by spirit to feel the lion energy in a few things that I have in my studio space. And one of them was to connect with the lion heart in these Lemurian, very Lemurian and dark crystals. Again, not everybody is a believer or I would say a resonator with the frequencies of the Andara crystals. But if you are, I brought in the lion heart frequencies with these Andara crystals today. And then a friend of mine had shared with me about these animal essences. Can you see that? Do you see that lion? I also got a hawk. These are animal essences and she had recommended them to me. And so you can take them. I think you can put them in water. You can put them under your tongue. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just sharing some things that I do. And I, I forgot that I had these and there's many more. There's many more totem animals. And if you vibe with the frequencies of essences like this, this is supposed to, it says actually on the bottle. It says, uh, in the tradition of flower essences, wild earth animal essences are the latest development in vibrational remedies, supporting and nurturing you with the wisdom and power of wild animals. I mean, how cool is that? Lions are associated with many qualities, including supreme authority and power, fearlessness, leadership, achievement, and success, archetypes of the king and the queen. Lion essence is a vibrational remedy made during a ceremonial process of meditation and attunement. So if you resonate with that, you could check out these types of animal essences. And I just thought that was a good way to get us started. Let's call in the energies of lion. I have been feeling the energy of lion coming in as early as June and then here in July, I felt lion, that harbinger energy. It's with us all the time. It's just a matter of whether our energy field can detect it, can perceive it, can receive it, and can engage with it so that it can help you and support you in those lion characteristics of that boldness, that empowerment, that strength, that resilience, that stealth, that clarity. There's a fierceness to lion as well. And sometimes we need to be fierce. Sometimes these times are calling us to have an endurance and a stamina and a constitutional strength. And I think Leo, that lion energy, that kingly energy, that majestic energy empowers us. Maybe when we're not feeling so strong, maybe when we're tangled up in more karmic contracts that they're still playing out inside our lives and in our daily experiences. So these support systems don't always come in when we're feeling stellar and strong and stealth and, you know, with 
full stamina and and we're tapping into our organic or our divine resilience. Sometimes these harbingers, these messengers, these animal totems, these guides come in when we're in a tangled mess, right? When we feel a little more lost and confused. And I think the heat of these summer frequencies here in the Northern hemisphere anyway, but in June, July, August, into September, I think we're really walking with these alchemical frequencies with the energy of fire. And I think things are burning away the layers, even in many light warriors who've been doing this work for a long time, pioneering the changes, being the change we want to see in the world. And sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we get tangled. Sometimes we become doubtful of what it is that we're doing and who it is that we are. Because I think when we're going to another level inside ourselves of growth, it sometimes can bring up experiences that make us question who we are. And I think the deeper questionings bring deeper answers, right? Deeper knowings. So if we understood that this was a natural and organic part of change and ascension and the rising that all souls go through, we would recognize it and say, oh, I know you. You're part of my growing process, right? I'm moving to another level. Instead of thinking that we're regressing or we're falling backwards or that we're doubting whether we made the strides and the changes that we had actually thought that we'd made successfully before. No, we're just going to other levels inside ourselves. We're growing all the time. We are evolutionary beings. We are ascensionary beings. We are always rising. We are always expanding because that is the deepest craving of the soul is to expand its true divine nature. And we do that through the lessons and the experiences that we learn. Have we been on a karmic wheel that many of us want to get off? Yes. But are we going to see aspects of those wheels sometimes coming up in in version 1.0 or layer 2.0 or another tier level of a 3.0? We're going to see these layerings coming up because we are made of these layers. And when, when you can extract the gem, the lesson, the gift in those layers, the layers then get to serve their purpose instead of haunting us like ghosts that show up. And in some people's lives, it can show up in traumas and it can show up in experiences and things that feel unpleasant or uncomfortable. All of that is happening right now in these times and the 8-8 Lions Gate right around the corner here. But it's we're in that window of time of that portal. So we're feeling the effects of those energies now. We're feeling those lion and those Leo frequencies now. So why not call in the support of lion in our own ways? You can use an animal essence. You can use an Andara crystal. You can connect with them in your meditation. You know, you can have um, paintings of lions on your wall. However, you're summoning that in, right? I think... Lion is here to be an ally in the journey, an empower and embolder of your own gifts, of your own inner lions, right? And lion also, in many biblical references, I think, also symbolizes the Christ consciousness. So kind of that lion Christ energy, I think, is coming through for us in these months of June, July, August into September 
And for as long as we want to engage with Lion, Lion would be here 24-7, 365 days a year if you want that Lion Christ consciousness energy to be awake, alive, aware, and moving through you and moving through your gifts and your talents and what you're here to do as we move through these epic changes on the planet and change is a big theme and thread of these times. So let's hop into the most recent transmission, these parcels of energy. But first I wanna do a big picture review. So let's let's do that together. And we're really gonna get into the energies of this Leo and this lion frequency. And I was born in August, so I'm probably a very good messenger of these frequencies. So I wanna thank you for joining me and let's hop into it. Okay, so here we are. Yes, we've been talking about the energies of August the 8-8 Lion's Gate, which to me is like a double infinity symbol. Eights to me are upright infinity symbols, right? And that to me can also feel like the 11-11 portal, right? It's a powerful portal of sovereign strength, right? I didn't say that about Lion, but that there's an energy of choosing and embodying our sovereignty, right? Which is a divine birthright. It's our divine birthright. So that 8-8 Lion's Gate is a portal that we're walking through. It's always a gateway into a higher consciousness and a strength and a boldness inside yourself to be you, right? And if you haven't been you, or if you're rediscovering you, it's an adventure of a lifetime because we're remembering who we really are. And the 8-8 Lion's Gate is going to crescendo those frequencies and empower you and summon you to step up and be who you are. It's not time to play small. Lions don't play small. Lions are big, majestic energies. We are invited to play big and to pay attention where we're playing small because the smallness is a costume. It's called your karma and it's not who we are. We're all meant to play big. So we're going to be talking about that today. The war on words, right? The guides are always spotlighting language through me. Frequency writer. I mean, there's no accident that they summoned me into this role in the last 10, 20 years of my life. And so I think I am a messenger of the new language of the new earth but paying attention to the old language of the old paradigms, old earth, and where a lot of our words come from. We're going to be learning more about that, I am sure, in this ascension process as more revelations flow through. And I also want to spotlight that if the guides were talking about the war on words, there's also the wand of words. And that's how this ascension process goes. The duality is very, very tight now. It's very, very close. Those two wolves, the legend of the two wolves, where they might have been way out here, right? But now they're right here. They're so close. It's the same energy, but one side is a distorted frequency and one side is the truth with a capital T. And we are being summoned now into the presence and the execution, the expression of our divine discernment right? And we've also talked about a deepening of the, our divine discernment into utilizing the energies of vibrational vetting. That's our otherworldly consciousness using vibration and our inner sentience to vet, to discern, right? Divinely, to divinely discern is to vibrationally vet. Now, those are more equal vibrations 
than simply mental discernment. That's kind of from the linear time and the linear mind and the left brain that's still trapped on the loop of the hamster wheel. So I invite you to expand your language. If you are talking about discernment, be sure to summon in divine discernment because that's where we are vibrationally vetting from our higher dimensional, our all-time essence, our eternal, sovereign, infinite essence, and the gifts that we truly have as these divine souls and divine presences in human form. And we also know that the guides were spotlighting in recent transmissions, but also in this one in particular, that August is awakening more lions, right? So let's review some of the bigger picture energies that the guide spotlighted and that I also see coming through for all of us. There were a lot of things I felt like I could talk about in this marinade's message today because there's just so much energy. There's something that's coming through me that I may or may not get into today. I definitely feel this energy of not playing small and that it's time to play big, which is why Lion is here, this majestic energy, the, that 8-8 eight, eight Lion's Gate and those roaring oceans that were in the last transmission. We are summoned to be more infinite, more of our sovereign selves. And when we are summoned into that energy in the vacuum of that experience, right? Maybe it's in the toroidal field when we're being summoned into sovereignty, which is who we really are. The central suns are definitely summoning us, the light of source, the light of Christ consciousness. It's also vacuuming in a higher awareness of how have we played small? Why have we played small? What has clouded our spiritual sight? our heart vision that is supremely stellar, crystal clear, right? But why in this realm of separation, how did we become so separated? How did we become so divided? How did we become so distorted? How did we start wearing these lenses of spiritual amnesia and spiritual astigmatism? I believe it goes back to the sounds and tones of words right? I think there's been a war on words ever since the serpent infiltrated this earth's atmosphere and co-opted or attempted a massive coup on source. And there was a moment in time, in the fabric of time, where this opportunist, serpentine, luciferian energy, whatever you want to call it, this darker energy, this dense energy on our planet that still exists today, it's not just in the storybooks, it's been alive and well. And it's been usurping, if you feel the serpent usurping, it's serping you, it's serpentining you. This is how the, the language wants to come alive in our consciousness. So yes, there has been a war on words. And yes, words have been censored for centuries. And yes, people have been censored for centuries. We're seeing it today with social media censorship and big tech and all of those things. But this is nothing new under the sun. Inside this false reality, inside this illusionary world, there has been a war on words. We're going to be talking about that today. And the guides referenced it in this transmission. In the beginning, there was the word. This is how creation came into form. This is how the non-physical realms came into physical form, was through light and sound. That is how we create. We are light beings. We come from the light. Human beings 
are the living essence of source. We may forget for a time, but we can't get too far from who and what we are. And look again for those watching this video. Look again at that golden light streaming through the central suns, right? It's no accident that the sun shines and beams this golden light energy because that is the energy of you. That is the energy of source. That is the energy of lion, right? We have these golden and dark crystals, right? You have the golden energy of lion, right? There is no accident that lions are golden in their coat, in their fur, right? There's no accident that the central suns and the grand central sun and the great central sun beam these golden light frequencies to us. They are a mirror of us. They are a mirror of our Christ light consciousness of the living light. And what would a serpent have to do if it was attempting a coup on God, right? It would have to go to the building blocks of creation. And what are God's build, building blocks of this creation? It is sound and light. So here we are. We're talking about the central suns. We're talking about this golden light energy. We're talking about the Christ consciousness that we all are, regardless of religion. Religion is another trap, in my opinion, across the board. That's kind of a sweeping statement, I know. But in the rules is propaganda of the serpent. The serpent usurped every religion on this planet. Are there absolute essences of God's energy in those vibrations of the religion at the heart of them? Yes, but there's also the serpent in the duality game. They look like they're here, but they're really right here. So when you see the serpent usurping God is just right there with the divine truth, the timeless truth, the eternal truth that can never not be true. The serpent can spin any story it wants, but it will never change the truth of source. It will never change the infinite nature of creation ever, ever, ever. It can look for a time that it was usurped, that it was stolen, that the serpent wins. And it may have looked like that for many, many thousands of years here on the planet. But I can tell you, there have always been these master beings. While the serpent was usurping, the master beings were embodying their light. The light has always been here. So even though the serpent has been here actively manipulating and perpetrating and per perpetuating its lies and its narratives and trying to shut down the truth, right? What's that What's that song? I definitely know when I was a kid growing up in church, right? Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You know, the serpent's manipulations can keep trying to cover up and remove and destroy the living light of source, but it will never be. It just will never be. The living light of creation simply is. But yet here we are in the duality of things talking about the war on words right? Actually, there's a typo on the screen if you're watching this. It's the war on words, but there is the wand of words and there's a difference. And we're going to be talking about that more with the parcels of energy from the guides. But it's important that we begin to realize we have to go back to the building blocks of language, not just source. Spirit can give us this insight. Spirit can give us this vibrational intel, but we are the ones that have to apply it. We have to step up and rise in our consciousness to realize what made us small. If we are these big lion-like Christ consciousness beings, these infinite eternal beings, 
How do we ever believe that we have such short lifespans? How do we ever believe that we could live in lack and squalor and scarcity? Where did that come from? The war on words, because the war on words, it's not just words. It's about the way that source creates creation, that everything is created through light and sound. So actually the serpent has had a war on sound and a war on light. And that's how it insidiously declares and executes its war on God is through the war on light and sound itself. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't come out with this flashing sign and say, I'm going to attack your words today. I'm going to attack light and sound today because I'm committing the ultimate coup on source. And I believe that I will win in my own distorted nature. I believe I will eventually win in my war against God. The war of words is the serpent's war against God. And that's why we have to start looking at language with open eyes, expand our soul sight, engage that clear soul vision, that 2020 soul sight that this whole decade is about right now. In the timelessness that we are, we are living in a human experience of a decade of time where we have to get impeccable with our words. We have to understand that there is a war on language, which is a war on God. When we free our language, when we understand the vibrations of words and where they come from, and we question, we become these cosmic questers, right? These quantum questers that the guides have referenced. Now we're starting to use conscious language more vibrationally to create the creation that we want to be living in. So in the duality, you have the war on words and you have the wand of words. And the question continues to be, which will you choose? And will humanity wake up to the usurpation, the usurpation of language to steal the light of source and distort it into darkness and density for all of eternity? That's the Luciferian agenda. So August... This August 2022 is bringing more heat. It's exposing more of this duality. And its its design is to awaken more lions, is to awaken the language of lions, is to awaken our awareness of the vibrations in the language and then express them as these awakened lions. It's a very, very powerful, powerful time. And change is real. The ascension process is real. The summoning to remember who we are as infinite, eternal, amazing, divine beings is real. And we must feel to heal. We must rise to heal. We must sentiently sense in order to see. We have to expand our soul sight. We have to expand our understanding and really our inner standing of language understanding is standing under something else. Understanding is standing inside the living light, the central sun energy, that Christ conscious energy, that divine sacred energy that is us inside us. So I'm going to, I use the word understand because that's most people's language, but we're also changing our language to get up to speed with the times in God's biblical time. So we must learn to understand, stand within we need to stand within that inner lion energy, the awakening lion energy, and the central sun energy that has all the codes inside us 
to awaken to the truth and use the wand of our words instead of being under the spell of the war on words that the serpent will continue to wage again and again and again to the unconscious, the uninitiated, the unawakened souls on this planet. But the more of us that choose our words and use awakened language as awakened lions, we begin to feel the vibrations again inside the language we use, and we begin to free ourselves through the wands of our words. So it's time to recognize how the old 3D language largely facilitated our incarceration. Exactly, precisely. That's one of the things that we need to highlight. And so this ascension process, even though it can bring up discomfort, the discomfort we feel is just because we're living in resonance with the pain of the incarceration and the games and the war on the words. But if we name the war on the words, and we choose and claim the wand of our words, we're no longer incarcerated. We set ourselves free with this awareness. And if the victors of our countless 3D battles were the ones who wrote our history books, the victors wrote the history books, they got to write the story because they won. With the biblical serpent and its minions helping all of that, how true with a capital T, I'm questioning, how true really can the words, the perspectives, the narratives, and even the history books themselves that come through those words, perspectives, and narratives, they form the history books that we know that have been used in education to, in many ways, indoctrinate most of us into the flawed perspective that those victors of the battles who serve the serpent's agendas and who were supported by the serpent to win those battles, how true can those history books really be? I mean, it's a big question, right? If you ask big questions, you're going to get big answers. You're going to get a bigger perception. That's the opportunity here to expand your soul sight, to expand your perspective, to expand how much you can see. If we want to see bigger, we have to ask bigger questions. So it's all about perception. Our world and present day beliefs about history and who we are were given to us by the matrix itself. The matrix is very different energy than the God timeline, than God's eternal now essence. And when we listen and we look into, yeah, I learned that in school. Yeah, I remember learning that in fifth grade or 12th grade or college or whatever. It's just the same story rebranded in a very similar way with the stamp of a college degree on it or with the stamp of a high school diploma on it or with the stamp of a certificate of, of attending a workshop or certification course or something like that. I'm not saying that absolutely everything has the serpent's energy in it, but I'm saying a whole lot of it may. And if if we ask the bigger questions to see with clear soul sight, where are the distortions? Where are the manipulations? Where are those perpetrations? Because we are seeking to access our sovereignty and our freedom and our divinity inside ourselves and to be that now, we are going to have to take a look at where did some of the distortions begin? It begins in the building blocks of words and it begins in the way that education was co-opted, stolen, stolen from the divine children of source, stolen from our from our being a divine child of the universe that has access to all of our faculties, that has access to all of our sentience and all of our sentient gifts 
that should be accessible through time. If we've lived a bazillion lifetimes, shouldn't we already consider ourselves masters of the universe, masters of living life in physical form? But no, we've been so dulled down. We've even been dumbed down, not just by history books, but by all the ways that the serpent has indoctrinated us through the centuries, through forms of education and all kinds of programming. So here we are, if it's all perception and our world and present day beliefs about history and life and culture and language and who we are, were given to us by the matrix itself. If the matrix is a distortion and an illusion unto itself, how true with a lowercase t in that question can the words and the narratives it gave to us ultimately be? I mean, that is a really bigger picture question. And for those that hang out with me in these marinades messages, that's what we do. We explore. We are adventurers. We are heroic souls who go deeper into the journey and we ask bigger picture questions because we seek bigger picture answers and really bigger picture truths with capital T's and bigger picture vibrations that set us free. We are learning that these ascension times require the boldness, strength, stealth, faith-filled nature, and power of lion within us to reclaim our power, which means to reclaim our language. It's time to unpack the lessons and learning awaiting us in exploring our languages, what trickery lies within them, and what we can do to emancipate ourselves from the old matrix and usurpations of God's source's word and living energy and to embrace the true living energy in spiritual language, conscious language, and conscious creation through the living language rising in us now again today. How do we extricate ourselves from the war on words? You empower yourself by learning the vibrations of words. Is it the etymology of words? You know, the origins, the vibrational origins, what are the root essences and vibrations of those words that we use every day and are they serpent words or are they god words we want to get back to the god words we want to get back to the building blocks of the living light of the true creation and we need to use less and less we're just expiring we're just expiring and you expire you breathe out when you say words we need our breath to say words well my goal and my life's purpose is to inspire is to move that inspiration from within from that lion christ energy inside me and inspire and maybe do away with expiring because even death is an illusion i mean if you really pay attention to language it has so much more meaning then we give it credit for, and it has so much more meaning to either incarcerate us or liberate us. And we are the ones that must uncover the secret gems. It's like the divine elixir of this ascension process, which time is an illusion as well, but we're still moving through a sense of time in our days right now. So we are these multidimensional beings, knowing ourselves in our human forms, using some language that talks about time and ascension timelines. We are also these infinite, eternal, cosmic beings, right? Who really come from beginningless time and who emerge from endingless time as well. 
we are timeless. We are eternal. And yet we're in a time where time is part of the consciousness and the constructs of how we express ourselves in physical form. So to untangle yourself from that, you have to know the wand of words, right? And we are really spotlighting that today. So here we are. It's time to unpack those lessons and that learning awaiting us in the exploring of our languages and what trickery lies within them and what liberations and emancipation lives within our language as well. And as more revelations unfold in August and the remainder of 2022, it appears we are going to need a much, a much bigger picture to connect the cosmic dots. This is extreme dot to dot connecting. If you've ever done those like, you know, kid books where you have to connect the numbers, like connect the numbers to make a picture. This is a serious extreme dot to dot, like numerology and all kinds of cosmology and astrology dot to dot connections to begin to piece together the truth of the illusions we have been living and the illusions that have been injected into the divine truth that always internally was and is and will ever be. As they say, the truth shall set you free. The truth is the living energy of source. You are the living energy of truth and you are the living energy of source. We are eternal beings. And then we have to unpack right now where we got stuck and trapped in the incarcerations of these serpents, usurpations and manipulations and propaganda and all the censorship of the light beings through time who knew these things and were you know, sharing their wisdom with the people and often were persecuted or you know, killed, expired because of it. So let's continue to inspire. Let's continue to tune into the 8-8 Lion's Gate this month on the 8-8, but on August 8th, but also just timelessly, we can be living in this 8-8 Lion's Gate and allow those oceans of lion to roar inside us to access the wand of our words and to access more of our infinite eternal nature and to integrate that. We've been accessing it, but it is a call to integrate it as well. And then to pay attention where the war of our own words can wage war on ourselves. And that I think is the deepest pain there is. And that's what I think when we feel pain in these crescendoing energies, these birthing energies, these pulsing energies that are squeezing everything that's untrue out of us and into our daily lives so we can see what just got squeezed out that could be unpleasant. So we can clear it away with our wands. And I actually, my other prop today is I brought in a little wooden wand, right? Because, you know, we can have these things that inspire us, that help us. We're not doing this alone. There's so much creative and powerful spiritual energy within us. We are our own living instrument of the divine. And so we are our own wand. And how does our instrument and wand express in this world, express more sovereignty and freedom through our words. But if we've become the serpent's own usurpation, which is what happens to the ego a lot of the times, it's completely manipulated by the serpent. If you choose to be your God embodiment, if you choose to be your divine instrument, then you have to choose your words wisely, right? You have to understand you are a living instrument of source. And with every sound you make, you are creating. And then we look at what are we creating? 
then we want to become more impeccable with our words because we need to be more impeccable with our wands, which is which means we need to be more impeccable as vessels of divine frequencies and vibrations in every moment as much as we can. Okay, so let's move through some of these parcels from the most recent transmission. The first one, I love this image of the majestic lion. You could just feel his power. He is not nervous. He's not afraid. He's looking, he's being his divine, majestic nature. That is really why we are all ultimately here is to embody these frequencies of the lion harbinger of this Christ light and Christ consciousness in the beingness of it, in the knowingness of beginningless and endingless time. That's where we're unified with the heart of source again. You can see that energy in this lion. That majestic nature is us. So the guides say, dear ones, it is Mother Earth, Mother Mary, El Moria, and the Arcturian High Council here, streaming through the luminous light of divine stillness, union with source and with the all that is, and the heart of creation from which all blessings flow. The energy of lion is rising up and through that luminous light that streams through the central sun, the great central sun, and the grand central sun energies to empower each and all of you to rise in your own awareness, your own heightened capacity for higher knowing, and your own expanding inner sense that all you have to do now is to remember. It is time to remember who you are. It is in the remembering that the rising ultimately occurs. You are not becoming something you have never been. You are re-emerging and newly embodying what you have always been. I mean, that is like a powerful essence, a knowing, a prayer, a vibration inside us. We are not becoming something that we have never been. We are re-emerging, rediscovering, and newly embodying what we have always been. These divine, eternal, luminous, incredible, extraordinary, expansive beings. It's not time to play small. It's to know our own majestic nature like Lion does in every breath. It is so, so powerful. Okay, so parcel number two. And again, that's another stealth, epic, galactic, quantum energy and essence of Lion that you see on the screen right there. I love that image. So let's take a deep conscious breath in together and let's invite those lion-hearted inner knowings and rememberings to flow easily and seamlessly inside you, where you tune your conscious attention in to where the heart light flows, the feelings, the sentience, the ease and the alignment of your human self right now in this moment, connecting with your divine soul essence. Oh, what a joyous reunion it is in this moment, right here and right now with us, with the central suns, with the light of source and the love of Gaia. You are able to feel the true essence of your being, which never left connection never left connection with the heart of Mother, Father, God. You are able to deeply feel and know the eternal essence that you are because you simply are. You don't have to do anything to receive this eternal life force and divine connection. It is who you are. 
You come from beginningless time and you are returning to the grace of endingless time. And you simply have had a myriad of experiences in the in-between times, including a grand forgetting for a time of who you really are. But you see, you cannot not be who you really are. You can only perceive that you aren't. And that is the joy of this particular time period on your world, on your planet, and in your lives right now. In the deepening of your perceiving, you are beginning to lift your own veils, right? You are beginning to look behind the curtain, much like Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz. You are remembering you can go home anytime you like because you are an infinite, eternal, exquisite, sovereign, divine being, and you have held the keys to your grand return to union with source in all aspects of your being the whole time. This is where you realize that we are living inside a matrix within a matrix within a matrix, and those matrices are illusions. They're like wormholes in the cosmic portals of time that allow some lower dimensional beings to steal the life force of the living divine souls that exist in that particular realm. And that's exactly what happened to the earth. And as souls wanted to have their own experience of being separated from source, but to use their own wands for a while, that was granted. But I think what was in some ways, in my opinion, unanticipated was the tear in the fabric of the universe that was going to allow this wormy, snaky, I'm talking a biblical serpent here, to sort of snake its way in in this insidious, nefarious way, never really announcing its arrival, but making its presence known whenever it wanted to, and otherwise insidiously infiltrating every aspect of life on this planet, and then taking over this planet's consciousness as a 3D matrix for centuries and centuries of time. But still the truth remains that you cannot not be who you are. The serpent can put up astigmatism. It can put up amnesia. It can weave through humanity's consciousness, this grand forgetfulness or this self-doubt or the self-judgment or the self-deprecation, all the ways all the ways that the serpent causes pain and suffering here so it can feed off the life force of the suffering. That's its food. But when you wake up, oh, but you, when you wake up, it is a beautiful thing. It is a joyous reunion and it's not filled with fear. It's filled with a sense of adventure and this majestic energy that knows that self-discovery is one of the greatest bliss that there is of remembering who you are. It's a very powerful time indeed. And we are taking some deep conscious breaths in together every day and remembering that when we breathe together like that, we are breathing the mother and the father in us and breathing in every single breath, breathing life force into your divine child of their union. So you can be the divine soul presence on the planet that is here with a big vibrational purpose and that you can share that energy by being you with others. And the more this world turns right side up again, people won't be looking to steal other people's energy. We're not going to have the serpent's narcissism in, in everything that we express. It's just, it's in our food, it's in our water, it's in the air, it's in all the messaging system. It's a miracle that a lot of people are at the leading edge here, right here, right now, knowing about lion's energy knowing about the frequencies of these times and choosing to rise 
when most other people are choosing to slumber. They're simply still choosing to sleep, even though that's not supported in any way by the new God timeline flowing in. There's still resonance inside these people with the false failing and falling away matrix of the serpent. And they're kind of falling deeper and deeper and deeper into the slumber of that until more of these biblical events and these revelations probably shock some people into awakeness and alertness. It seems for some people that's the sole path that they particularly have chosen, that if this happens to some people, they chose to wake up in a shock-like moment, to wake up and have to <gasps> take a breath because the wind gets knocked out of them. Because they're in the shock of the truth, the capital T, there's this expiration where all that's not truth is just releasing out of your body with these revelations. That's when the wind gets knocked out of you. That's when you're expiring, when the wind get, gets knocked out of you and a kind of death to the illusion is happening. But then what happens after that shock wave fills people's energy fields, those who chose to sleep this long, they have to do what? Take a deep divine in-breath, right? They have to inspire. They have to be spiring, breathing in the light of source, breathing in the prana of source, right? That's how this upside down world is turning right side up. And that's how there can be joyful energy in the shocking nature of the revelations. Because we know that so much prana is flowing in through the revelations, the humanity that's been leaving in an expiring state for so long in the slumbering expirational state of death, right? Of mortality and not being an infinite eternal soul essence, but being a mortal being that has to fear death the way humanity does. And what did the serpent do in the last few years? Create conditions and circumstances and perpetrate pop propaganda through the war on words to make us be very, very afraid of expiration, of death, of not having breath. Breath is an organic part of God's energy and prana in form. When you're breathing, you are in union with source if you consciously choose to be the divine instrument that you are. If you are not the divine instrument that you are, or you have that perception anyway, and you're living outside of that, and you have no relationship with the source energy inside you, then you will fear the expiration. You will fear the mortality that is drilled into humanity's consciousness again and again and again through the language and then perpetrated through spelling and through subjects in educational systems until we spiritualize education again, until we spiritualize and truthize, you know, if we, we, we put the truth back in the vibrations of sound and light again. A new language is needed in our world. I think the lions of this world that are awakening are gonna bring it. Okay, the third parcel is here on the precipice of August 2022. You stand at the edge of that precipice with the energies of lion. You are already feeling the power and the presence of the 8-8 eight, eight lion's gate. You can feel that something is shifting this year in the eighth month and the eighth day of the eighth month. Again, all these infinity symbols happening right now, upright, turning an upside down world, right side up. Maybe the original infinity symbol is the eight. 
when you question everything and you follow no one and you listen for where the vibration of source is true inside you, inside what you're exploring, you find God's energy showing you maybe the eight was always the infinity symbol. And maybe the sideways infinity symbol is the karmic looping. Maybe that's not infinity at all, or it was the infinity trapped in the serpent's matrix who intended infinity of the suffering of this planet. But if we are moving from horizontal linear uh, minds and the 3D matrix's illusion of time, and we're going more vertical, which means we're breathing as vessels and instruments of the divine, and we're uniting the God heart and the mother heart inside us as their child, we are now a breathing channel of life force and pillar of light. And doesn't that figure eight fit inside us much better? right? The infinity symbol, infinity, when we are upright, when we are turned right side up. So here it says, again, I'm going to say that you can feel that something is shifting this year in the eighth month and the eighth day of the eighth month, for you can feel your infinite sovereign nature returning. In the eight, and eight is the upright symbol of infinity, you are summoned to remember more of what your eternal infinite nature feels like. And this is the deeper, more soulful part of you, the aspects of you that were never separated, afraid, trapped in cycles of lack and scarcity consciousness, traumatized and divided. You are summoned now to feel more of the wholeness of you, more of the divinely designed essence in you, and more of the perfect inner divine gears in you that always align your life with perfection and precision, because you cannot be anything else but God's perfection, and precise divine nature. You are a creation of God's source, the ultimate creator, and as such, you are a divine and sacred perfection. You are divine and sacred wholeness all within yourself. How magnificent is that? Oh, I really love that parcel, and I love how they spotlighted the eight. And as we turn from the upside-down world that functions from a horizontal linear timeline, which is the distortion, to an upright symbol of a divine vessel and instrument of source that is this figure eight upright symbol of infinity, now we're talking. Now we're in the energies of lion. And lion is showing us eight, 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 right? Lion is showing us how to stand upright in your divine power, breathing that gorgeous prana and knowing yourself as an eternal, infinite, amazing being who lives outside of time, but has chosen to be in physical form for a time. Okay, parcel number four, the lion harbinger knows its magnificence too. And that lion in all of its glory is standing at the edge of August, the eighth month standing upright at the edge of August, like we are all invited to be, feeling the empowerment flowing like a river or a roaring ocean, returning to the people and all life on this sentient planet once more. The power of light and life is returning to the people. The power of life and light is returning to all life on your world in these times. And Lion is standing on that precipice overlooking this great earth with all of its lush foliage, its abundant resources, and its expansive color frequencies that breathe life into your lives here. And Lion is knowing the great remembering time that is at hand. And Lion is breathing strength, 
power, fortitude, faith, and stealth awareness into this planet's perceptions and perceptiveness that you might just catch a light ray of Lion's great work in this moment if you tune in within and feel this great awakening and this great remembering finding you through your inner and innate gifts of sentience. Feel Lion to know Lion now in you. Feel the power of a thousand suns to know that very same power. I think it's no accident that these Andara crystals, these lion heart Andara crystals summoned my attention to bring them here and be here with us as we look at all these images of lion, as we feel the lion harbinger who's with us 24 7, 365 days a year. It's here on the in breath and it's here on the out breath. It is an energy of God life force. It is an energy of divine prana and it is an energy of the living life force that is eternal, that is prana in you. We are these leading lions at the leading edge of August, the eight, eight frequencies, this upright divine vessel receiving, receiving, receiving all life and all light from source eternally in the now moment that you are experiencing this. It's very powerful. Okay, this next key parcel for those watching this video, I just want you to drink in that sun, that golden lion light, that golden Christ or source light, the central sun's light, empowering you to access what's really deep inside your divine blueprint. It's in there. The codes are seeking resonance. The light is seeking back to itself that which is like itself. It's going to keep beaming the light in until we listen. In this rebirthing and resetting timeline of God and all life here on planet Earth right now, you can feel the change. You can sense the energies on the move, sweeping and clearing all false structures, all false narratives, and all false rules, guidelines, and distortions of every kind forevermore. What is false will cease to exist. The Lion Harbinger and this Lionsgate portal are knowing this. They are knowing for and with you that the tethers to old emotional and psychological prisons and the warfare waged on the collective psyche and collective consciousness is being dismantled by the sheer power and essence of the living light doing its work as source in your world and in your lives now. Welcome to the 5D New Earth where the living light of source organizes empowers, and inspires all things. Dear ones, you are the ones you have been waiting for. Lion's presence on that great precipice of sentient kind's liberation and emancipation is indicative of what the sentient collective is choosing and what you are manifesting. Lion is simply feeling and expressing the energy that you as a participant in a grand collective are already knowing. On the inner planes, we already know this. We just have to remember that we know this. That is where the deeper vibrational work comes from. That is where sitting and drinking in some sun, using your own discernment, I'm not saying get scorched and get a sunburn, right? But I am saying paying attention to where the living light is feeding your divine vessel and see if you can access that more consciously where you know you're drinking in that energy. It's very powerful and they do. They're welcoming us to the 5D new earth and all these new ways of perceiving. 
Okay, this is perhaps the turning point in the transmission where they really got into some deep concepts and some deeper vibrations. And the guides say, and while the lion's grand majestic nature is showing up in today's transmission, the lion harbinger also summons in your courage, your bravery, your faith, your fortitude, your stamina, and your strength now in these times as well. There are two sides and really three sides to every coin. Side one, side two, and the leading edge of the coin. And you are summoned to know your lion energy within as you journey late July 2022 and as you enter August 2022 and beyond. The lion's gate is a portal that is going to bathe you in otherworldly frequencies that are here to empower you, inform you, and inspire you to live your divine remembrance of your sacred birthright of who you are. Yet it is also going to summon to the surface of your lion heart's awareness the places that don't feel majestic, that don't feel brave, stealth, and infinitely eternal. And the question becomes, where are you going to tap into that lion essence inside you of being infinitely eternal and invincible in these times on that leading edge in between the two sides of the duality? In between the two wolves, if you will, to shorten that, lion is the leading edge, the zero point, the all-knowing essence inside you that lives in a perfect sacred space in between the two wolves of polarity in this 3D matrix. And therefore, lion is the bridge. Zero point is the bridge between the worlds you are presently navigating and have been for a long, long time. And there you have it lion is the bridge. It's no wonder lion is the first harbinger that is mentioned, right? It's no wonder that lion is the leader, right? Lion is that majestic energy that's showing us boldness, courage, bravery, faith, fortitude, stealth, strength, right? Unapologetic presence, Lion knows who lion is and lion in that way, that embodiment of vibrations is the bridge. If you are finding yourself confused on the leading edge, if you find yourself weary or exhausted or doubtful or shamed, feeling guilt or whatever it might be, know that you're on the leading edge and it's on that leading edge that the two sides neutralize, right? The positive and the negative polarity that has been used against each other in other dimensional realms. Polarity is just polarity. It's an energy source. It's a life force. But here it's a weapon. Here, dual, which was two like things, which we're going to talk about, become weaponized because that polarity of the light and the dark, the positive and the negative, right? The hot and the cold, all those polarities that are complementary opposites in the higher realms, they become the weaponry. It's the weaponization of vibration. It's the weaponization of consciousness and it's the weaponization of language itself. So what is the 8-8 Lion's Gate gifting to you? It's gifting to you a divine remembrance of your sacred birthright of who you are. It's summoning to the surface your lion heart's awareness, the places that also don't feel majestic, that don't feel brave and infinitely eternal. It's summoning to you all that's false that you've been living and embodying. Even if it seems harmless, it's something that's invited you to play small and to contract into the serpent's contracts with you, 
where you at some level, we all often agree to say, yes, I will agree to play small because I want to practice being a creator, separated from the creator. And this is what I want to do in this realm. And if I have to, you know, somehow bow an allegiance to you to be in that contract so that I can have this experience of myself as a conscious creator, I will, right? I will, right? You're willing, your contract wills might be another sense of contract in the death vibration of the 3D matrix that believes in mortality, that perpetrates and propagandizes that you have a limited lifespan. That's another energy of the ultimate lack. There's just not enough time. I only have so much time on this planet to live and I don't have time to get it all done, right? I mean, there's so many illusions. It's interesting to connect the word will with the contracts of the serpent and the fear of mortality and all the ways that that tweaks fear inside human beings. We're freeing ourselves from that. We are stepping out of that more and more as we rise. So the next parcel is duality in a 3D matrix is not designed to come together. It is not designed in this 3D matrix to integrate these complete opposites. The biblical serpent thus utilizes anything from this realm to drive a wedge, a gap, an emotional tangle, and a divisive thorn in between the two sides of any duality in existence in this realm. Human beings have long been trained in the art of serpentine wars, the art of living in chronic warfare and knowing it as a creation. Duality is expected. Duality is accepted. And duality is what is manifested again and again as a result. Yet lions stand still and strong at the edge of the precipice right now, overlooking the valleys and the rivers of a whole beautiful, infinite, eternal earth. Lion invites you to see through lion's eyes and lion's heart as a messenger and harbinger of the God heart. Is there anything more beautiful than a planet vibing in harmony, in synergy, in synchronicity, and in joy with everyone and everything? How does this world find that epic and majestic energy of planetary harmony? As a united people of Planet Earth Initiative, you take the initiative. You choose to know and to remember the third side of that coin. You choose to experience, express, and nurture that third side and that zero point where you safely, securely, and even joyously can ride out any storms in these times by moving beyond the flames inherent in the duality game that you have for so long played a part in. Okay, a few more key parcels here, and then we're going to bring this to a close. The duality is not God's game. It is the serpent's. In the infinite universe, there is polarity, yes, but polarity and duality are two different energies, and you might even say entities entirely. Duality holds the root word dual. The word dual initially signified two complementary or like aspects or parts. But after the fall from grace in Adam and Eve's timeline and throughout subsequent timelines, the serpent infiltrated more and more of those like parts or human beings likeness to each other, highlighting and manipulating narratives to turn one like aspect against another aspect and therefore splitting even the original meaning of dual, meaning two alike things or complementary parts like duo, right? Two together into two warring or dueling 
dueling, fighting against each other aspects of creation. And you all have lived in this dualistic, divisive, competitive, and separated consciousness ever since. What if you were to take your power back by reclaiming your words? What if you rise as this lion harbinger to boldly say what you mean and mean what you say? And what if in that process you find that your word, which is your wand, has been used by you through your own misuse of the living word to drive wedges between two or more things where there otherwise could organically be divine harmony? Can you begin to be impeccable with your word? What a great question. And do you see this person, that kind of pensive nature, she's like mulling it over. She's not so sure she can be impeccable with her word because there's this upending going on. And does she want to participate in it? Does she want to go through the rattling and tossing and turning and twisting that you kind of have to go through almost like you're in a cosmic wash machine to get to the upgraded level? to get to the upside down life that is meant for you. It's a big question. At soul levels, everybody's mulling this over right now. Many have already chosen, but there's a good percentage of the population that is still waiting for some kind of definitive data to know, oh no, I'm going with source, right? Maybe they need to see the proof. Maybe they need to see a big event before they'll really commit. The biblical serpent effectively waged war on God in this realm in this last world age and cycle by using God's creation and the living word against God. Do you see how we may have arrived in the third world war in these times where there is a war on words, where there is an information war? That's the war we're largely in right now, where there is a steep and merciless execution of censorship at the highest levels of your organizational systems, especially our global technology systems that make a global internet work and run on a daily basis. The serpent had its tentacles, if you will, in every aspect of this planet, in every aspect of all of our lives. Now that's being dismantled or disserpented or unserpented or dematerialized, right? It's happening. You have to be paying attention to see it happening. Sometimes big dismantlings happen. Sometimes small dismantling happens, but small changes lead to big things. And so, you know, if you chip away at the base of a tree long enough, not to say that I'm I'm advocating that I love trees, but just in this example, if you're wanting to take down a big tree, you'd, you'd hammer away with your ax and it would take some time, but eventually it does fall like in this timber kind of way, right? Watch out below, big thing incoming. Well, I think that's a metaphor for what's happening in our world with the serpent. The serpent is timbering. The serpent is going bye-bye. The serpent is being dematerialized. And yes, there are still some big events happening that will be big markers that people can say, oh, real change is happening. And there will also be people who say, I just can't see it. I don't see it. I've tried to have faith, but I don't believe anymore. If you're willing, just look deeper. If you're willing Become a seeker and seek until you find that which you seek and seek to know the truth of what you're seeking. Maybe you're asking, but you're asking with a little T for truth. And so the capital T truth isn't being shown to you. That's a possibility too. Okay, another key parcel is that lion stands before you as a divine energy of your own emancipation and liberation. 2022's Intergalactic Independence Day and year is this turning point. The leading edge and zero point is opening to all of you. 
Many still can only see the two opposing sides of that coin, the duality, right? That's all they can see. Many can only see the two wolves and wonder like the grandson did in the legend and war of the two wolves story. Well, grandfather, which one wins? Which one does win, right? It's a good question. Lion knows that this battle of good and evil is the epic tug of war in the serpent's duality game that tricks even many advanced souls by summoning multitudes to fight for the good. When in fact, it is a remembering, knowing, and embodying of the living light where the true victory resides, where the entire cosmos reigns victorious because the collective consciousness within sentient life living here on planet Earth chooses unity, chooses life, chooses light, and chooses the middle way or the zero point way through the serpent seeded distortions, divisions, and duality based manipulations, which is the gateway that Lion represents this August 2022 and this 8-8 Lion's Gate for those with eyes to see it and those with sovereign and soul life force to know it and remember it. Polarity in the higher realms shines the living energy of complementary opposites of complementary parts. You, dear ones, are infinite aspects of the ultimate oneness that creation is. How can you be against each other if you are actually alike? If you are actually two or more aspects of the one and the same whole? The serpent and his handiwork and that of his servants has been very effective over many thousands of years time. The ultimate weapon the serpent has utilized is God's word. For we know that God's word is sound and light working seamlessly together to create form from the formless. The living word is God's wand. And so the serpent proceeded to infiltrate the word in every aspect of this 3D planet. The living word is God's wand. Lion stands before us as a divine energy of our own emancipation and liberation. Which wolf wins, the boy asks his grandfather, the one we feed the most. Where do you spend your time? Who and what do you feed? We need to be feeding ourselves. We need to nourish ourselves with that divine prana. We need to awaken to the light and the living life force we really are and have. Okay, only a few more slides left, but these, this is another key parcel, right? And the glory of this timeline is, the glory of this timeline is that God's source creator knew the playbook of the biblical serpent the whole time. God's source creator knew the ending of this game at the beginning of this game. And God's source creator knew that in the beginning, mother, father, God ushered in the word, the sound of creation, the light of creation, and it was good. And mother, father, God knew that a time would come in which a serpent would attempt to usurp or usurp God's creative power and thus God's word, literally to turn a world against God's source creator. The deep crux and underbelly of the Great Awakening requires individuals and sacred souls like you to awaken to the grand manipulation of the word. It requires souls like you to awaken to the distortions of your own words. It requires souls like you to awaken to how you use your creative life force as a child of God and sovereign soul on this planet to create with your wand, which are your words. How do you use words daily to create God's timeline in this world? 
How do you use your words that maybe should be retired or expired in this grand ascension process and never used again? For their vibrations are seeded with division and corruption and distortion in black magic kinds of ways. Will language be the heart of humanity's relearning their divine origins? Yes. Is language at the heart of this current epic spiritual battle? Yes. The biblical serpent waged war on God's source creator and creation itself by waging war on words themselves. So are you in an epic information war? Yes. Are you in an epic war of words? Yes. May it appear through a war of words and information that a World War III event may teeter at the edge of unfolding? May it appear that two wolves are fighting to the bitter end to see who ultimately wins? Yes. Where is the grace in that duality? Where is the grace in that war of epic proportions that most people are too tangled up in to even begin to see the root truth, the core vibrations and key deceptions being played out on a multidimensional chessboard where they themselves may very well be the serpent's pawns in the serpent's grand, albeit distorted, vision of the ultimate usurpation of God's power. Wow, the ultimate usurpation of God's power is the serpent's plan. Now, the grace is in living on the edge of duality or in the middle way of duality in the zero point frequencies. The grace is lying living on the third side of the coin in this 3D matrix and removing yourself from the weapons of duality, namely distorted words. The weapons of duality are distorted words or distorted narratives. Words at this 3D level of distortion and separation warp perceptions. And words have warped human perceptions for millennia in this 3D matrix. Yet while words can incarcerate and words can manipulate, they can also liberate and they can also emancipate. And here's this woman with her arms. She knows the emancipation. She's gifted the emancipation to herself. You can feel it. She knows it. It's inside her. It's liberating her. Our words are our wands if we choose for them to be. Otherwise, our words are used in the war. We're not only pawns on the chessboard. We're soldiers in the war. We're soldiers in the game. Many unconsciously so. Do we need to be more impeccable with our words? Yes, this is that time, right? But when we claim our words back that they are our words, that makes us want to be impeccable with them because we say they're ours. We are the managers and the stewards of them. It can't be anybody else's fault if we misuse our words. Once you're awake, once you're the awakened lion, you have to use the words with clarity and impeccability and purity. That's where the ascension process is leading us. We must purify the words. We must purify the words. And when the word becomes one, the world becomes one again. What if that's when the purity of the light becomes one in the words again? The world will become one again. I mean, this is the new language. There's deep energy in what we're talking about here today. Okay, the Ascension weather forecast. I wanted to first spotlight a few more parcels of energy from the transmission directly, which is what's in italics here on the screen. And this is the glorious news of your time. 
Language is your wand. Language is your emancipator. Zero point portals and leading edge or third sides of coins portals liberate. It is happening. And lion stands before you and lion stands within you today, this month, and always to empower you to take your power back, to remember and to awaken the truth within you that your word is your wand. Your word is your pathway of union and reunion with source. Your word is your key to access the zero point portal within you, to leave the serpent's game of duality and waging war at every turn through manipulated and distorted words, and to enter the grace and living light and truth of God's eternal timeline. Language may have been our incarcerator for eons of time in the 3D realm, but language is also ultimately our liberator. And Source knows this. In the beginning was the word. Do you remember our words from many transmissions ago? When the word becomes one, the world becomes one again. It has deeper meaning now, doesn't it? As one author aptly said, be impeccable with your word. This is epically and deeply true. That's a message directly from the guides. And then when I feel that, right, the glorious news of our time is that language is our wand. Language is our emancipator. The, war, the word word is in the word sword. The serpent's word Sword, battles, war, fighting, death, the S word, the serpent's words, sword, warring through wording, right? When the word becomes one, though, when people wake up to become impeccable with their word, when they are pristine with their intentions and the vibrations that they're sounding into the world as creation, the world becomes one again right? And admission is by vibration. So anyone that's not seeing these things, I have things that I don't see. I listen to people who are talking about things that I don't see or I don't know. Some of it resonates, some of it doesn't. But I vibrationally vet whether it's mine to do to look deeper into that and get more information or whether I actually don't resonate at all and it's not my truth and I don't see things that way and it's okay. I leave that person to have their perspective. I respect their right to have their own perspective and I keep moving forward in my searching for the truth. I'm seeking pristine clarity. I'm seeking union with source on every level of my being. And that union with source is ultimately within myself, but I'm the one who has to go and be the seeker, be the researcher, be the language discoverer, be the one who looks back at the root essence of what the word originally meant, be it for good or for bad, and then see how it's being used today. You'll see the war on words. You will see it. And then you will become your own wand and liberator of the words to reset it back to God's kingdom, to reset it back to God's timeline. So the Ascension weather forecast, right? Prepare for rain. We've been hearing this for a long time as the new earth Noahs that we are. Prepare for change. We are learning how to let go more and more of the illusory narratives we have been sold about ourselves our friends, our families, our countries, right? Our nation, our world, recognizing the movie scripts and theater, it has all been. We were all duped. We were all cheated. We were all tricked. 
at some level, we agreed to some of this experiment. I think it's an experiment, though, that went far awry, and it's been far darker than any of us imagined. I, I personally believe that. I personally believe we did not anticipate the serpent. We knew we were stepping into separation. I don't think we knew that a serpent would infiltrate the separation cycle as it has. And that has been shocking to the soul. And that has kept us on the karmic wheel. And that keeps us imprisoned in the language that keeps talking about being imprisoned on the wheel. Talking too much about karma can leave you trapped in karma. At a certain point, you have to learn to discern, which we're going to talk about next, and vibrationally vet how you're speaking and your word and your language, your own language begins to be what liberates you. When you talk a different way, when you speak higher vibrational things, when you don't watch low vibrational movies, right? When you learn to discern and you don't spend your time with that, now you're starting to rise and you're starting to create your own creation. You're getting back in tune and in touch and in union with source again. So we are learning to discern at first with the aid of our conscious minds and awareness. And then we learn to vibrationally vet each word. The discernment starts in the mental mind, right? In the left brain. But then you, you spiritualize it. You, you emancipate it. You ascend that awareness of discernment. And you start moving vibrationally with it. And you start vibrationally vetting at the level of just real, raw, source truth. Nothing can hide in that level of the living light. And that is what's coming to this planet. That is what's eradicating the serpent and the serpent's minions and the people who are asleep and drinking the serpent soup, right? They are drinking the serpent soup at this point, people who are still very much asleep. And that must be how they wanted to wake up was in the drinking of the soup and then and then having to wake up and sort of ch shock um, of what, what am I drinking? What's happening? What are they saying? And the world upending. And then I was saying, and then we learn to vibrationally vet each word, each syllable, each symbology, and what those words we have used for eons really mean, what they are really saying in an upside down world, an inside out world in 3D matrix. We have incarcerated ourselves through the language we have used that was given to us by the matrix through our parents and it was given to our parents and just go all the way down the ancestral chain, right? We all have been usurped. We all have been indoctrinated at some level. And now what's happening with the level of light codes on the planet and the level of living life force and prana is that the truth in the living light is setting us free. Awareness is paving the way for that truth to come in and find us. The phrase, things are not what they seem, is an understatement of the entire last world age and cycle. I mean, that is so incredibly true. And if you can admit that things might not be as it seems, then you can make room for an ex exploration of language. We find a lot of truth ourselves with our own explorations. Those that seek ultimately find. We are being helped by a whole lot of light and benevolence from many realms and many beings in this grand emancipation. Emancipation. Man is in a lot of these root words, right? Manipulate, manipulate. Emancipation. Humanity, right? You need to man this job or this machine. There's just a lot of man inside it in the ways that man has been trapped in its own language. It's been in its own words and it hasn't really known how to emancipate itself because it didn't know the emancipation process happens with words themselves. If words have been the weapons 
Words are the liberators. And we are the vessels and the instruments that employ those words, that use those words, that express those vibrations to set ourselves free. So what's next? Dear ones, witness your words if you say them and they don't feel good to you. Find another word or expression to say what you mean and mean what you say. Words are wonderful and epically creative. They are also incarcerating and deeply divisive. Invite Lion into your heart this month to help you see the distortions of words as they play out in your life on the world stage and as they come out of your own mouth, as they come out of your own instrument. Invite source energy in you to empower you to use your words as a living wand for the living light of source. That might be one of the best affirmations I've ever seen. Invite source energy. I invite source energy in me to empower me to use my words as a living wand for the living light of source and the divine expression and expansion of divine creation, right? We can use our words for creating worlds. So go into the stillness when the storms of the spiritual battle rattle your energy and challenge your ability to find that middle way. You have strength, courage, boldness, and fortitude in you. For you carry the lion harbinger heart in you. You do. So I have three short slides left and one was a duplicate. So we really just have a few short slides to finish this out and to bring this to closure and to really let this settle deep inside ourselves. I want to spotlight this phrase, be impeccable with your word. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. It is a very powerful book. I've read it before. It's been a long time. And there are four agreements, but one of them, one of the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. This is the ticket to personal freedom and personal sovereignty and accessing your divine birthright. And my next slide is a picture of Megan McDonough, who talks about, I think her album that she sings the song on is four plus one. And she sings the song, your word is your wand. Watch where you wave it, right? Just feel that your word is your wand. So watch where you wave it. You are the creator of your life. When you're waving your wand, creation is happening. So what are you creating? Can you become more conscious of what you are creating? Great song. You can find her on YouTube. Megan, you see your name spelled on the screen. It's M-E-G-O-N and M-C-D-O-N-O-U-G-H. Megan McDonough, she's awesome. Go check her out. But remember, your word is your wand. Be impeccable with your word. Watch where you are waving your words, right? Watch where you are creating. We must, we must. Lastly, we know this in the Bible, in the biblical language, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? Your word is your wand. Watch where you wave it. We are being summoned to go to a new level of conscious creation. The first step into this new life, into this new earth right here and now is witnessing our words, choosing our words, observing how we use our words with ourselves and others. And if we don't like what we're hearing and seeing, change them. 
right? You can change them in the moment. It could be coming out and you could say, well, that's really ugly. I don't like the vibration and what I'm hearing myself say or think. And then we can just say, cancel, cancel. I'm willing to, to say a better thought. I'm willing to feel a better feeling. And you shift your vibration into something that feels better and much more consciously. We are witnessing our words, our words and that of others. And we are listening for whether the guide code is in them or whether the old 3D matrix's code is running them. It's powerful when you become like a 5D witness and a 5D synthesizer and integrator of all that we're learning right now. As we use our words as our wands, as we watch where we wave them, know yourself as a lion-hearted, lion-harbingered type being, right? Use the tools that come through these marinades. Use the awarenesses that come through the transmissions. Recall them. Call up the living words. Choose to do this work with the words, right? It's been waiting for us for a long time, but it's coming back around. The new language isn't just something that we're moving into that's going to be necessarily given to us. The new language is new earth vibrations that we choose. Language is the bridge to that unification out of the illusions of the bifurcation and the divisions and the games that the serpent is playing. And with that, I invite you to visit with me on FrequencyWriter.com. You can check out always our Freeing an Incarcerated World film trailer on my Frequency Writer website. There's a tab there. You can watch it there. Subscribe at Color the Magic on YouTube, WholesoulSchoolAndFoundation.org. We have some great podcasts. And find me on Rumble and OogTube, Twitter, Facebook, True Social, and Telegram, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can listen on your favorite audio listening platforms. And I just want to thank you for joining me. These are some deep energies. Come back in the doses if you're still here and you're hearing me still talking, right? Um, I just appreciate that you spend this time with me. I appreciate those who join me in the golden sun, in the lion's gate energy, in the lion harbinger energy. Right now in these times, we are stepping into our power. We are stepping into the golden living light of the prana of source in us. And as we breathe that in as a child of the universe, we are infinite, immortal, expansively creative beings who can create anything our hearts desire if we will simply learn how to create from this higher vibrational language and using our words as our wands for the good of all of creation. I mean, so with great freedom comes great responsibility. And these are the times we're living in. So please like, subscribe, and share this video. If you've been unsubscribed, please resubscribe. It happens on a fairly regular basis. I see it on the back end on the admin side. So I will see you again soon for another transmission from the Arcturian Collective. Blessings, everyone. Tap into that Leo and that lion energy in you. You have all the strength and all the skills you need inside. I'll see you soon.